of the Spirit. I want us to open to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 and 16. For as many as are led, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So, what proves that you are a son of God is if you are being led by the Holy Spirit. So it is the leading of the Holy Spirit that proves that you are a child of God. Amen. So if you, and the verse 16 of Romans chapter 8 says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Let's look at also Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Proverbs chapter 20, verse number 27. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. Searching all the inner parts of the heart. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, is the lamp of the Lord, is the bulb of the Lord, light bulb of the Lord. It searches all the inner depths of the heart. I want us to understand that the only way God communicates with us is through our spirit. God does not communicate to you through your senses. God speaks to you only through your spirit. Why does he do that? Because he is a spirit. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter 4, Verse 24, that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the only way you can communicate with God, or the only way that God communicates with you, is through your spirit. God has no business with your flesh, with your mind. God only communicates with you or to you by your spirit. That is why the place we read says that, that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. is the light bulb of the Lord. So it is your spirit that that is where God communicates to you through your spirit. Remember the Bible says that we are made in the image of God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. God says, let us make man in our own image. So, and in our own likeness. So, if God is a spirit, the man he made after his likeness is also a spirit. Amen. So, you are a spirit. Why? Because you were made, you were created by God who is a spirit. Remember, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says, when God made man, he breathed unto him the breath of life. And man became 
a living soul. So you are not, you don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a, you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Remember we are discussing today speaking, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. In first, in second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16. I want to make this foundation as we go ahead. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing. I want you to get that word. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. You see, we, what is your outward man? The outward man is your body. That is perishing. Everyone that has an outward man, that has a body, your body, you lose some stuff in your body. Your body, as you grow older, your body changes. So that is why Paul is telling us here that though our outward man is perishing, our outward man is our physical body. It is not the real you. But our spiritual man, our inward man is renewed day by day. Which is our inward man? Our inward man is our spirit. Which is the real you. You are a spirit. So your outward, outward man is your body, your flesh. And your inward man that is renewed day by day is your spirit. How is your inward man renewed day by day? Your inward man is renewed day by day as you engage in praying in the spirit. That is one of the ways your, outward, your inward man is being renewed. As you pray in the spirit on daily basis, your outward man is being renewed day by day. As you study the word of God, your outward man is being renewed day by day. So, this spirit, which is your real person, is what God is after. It's what God is interested in. In 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless at the coming of the Lord. You see the progression. He didn't say, may your whole body, soul, and spirit be preserved. What did he first say? May your whole spirit, the real man, the inward man, is what comes first. I always tell people, your body 
and your, your soul, they are in enmity with your spirit. And anyone that has an upper hand rules. If your body is in charge of your soul and your spirit, you will always be fleshy. You will always do things to please the flesh. But if your spirit is in charge, your spirit will always influence your soul and your body. That is why it's very, very important for us to build our spirit. Because when you build your spirit, it will affect your mind, it will affect your emotions, it will affect your intellect, it will affect your body. So, praying in the spirit is one of the ways we build our spirit so that our spirit will take ascendancy over our flesh. Remember, the Bible says that our spirit is always at war with our flesh. There is always war. So you have to come to the place where you allow your spirit to be in charge. So that is why we need to talk about the importance of praying in the spirit. Remember that your spirit is that is the part of you that is born again. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So it is your spirit that is born again. Your spirit is what is born again, not your soul, not your body. Your soul is being born again. Your body will be born again. But your spirit is born again. When you, give your life, when you gave your life to Jesus, it is your spirit that was changed, not your body. If you were dark, you will still be dark. If you were short, you will still be short. But when you became, when you gave your life to Jesus, your spirit man was regenerated. So that is your spirit. Your spirit does not need improvement. Your spirit does not need advancement. So all the things we are doing is to bring our soul and our body to where the level where our spirit is. It's very, very important for us to understand this. Your spirit knows God. If you're born again, your spirit does not increase. Your spirit does not improve. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away in the spirit. But we now have to start working with our body, with our mind. That is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 that we should renew our mind. So that is what we do. All the prayer, all the fasting, all the Bible we read is not, does not affect our spirit. We are all these things. What, where these things get the benefit is in our soul and in our body. So when we talk about the spirit, number one, we are talking about the part of us that is born again. Number two, we are talking about 
the hidden person. Look at First Peter. First Peter chapter three, verse three to four. First Peter chapter three, verse three to four. Do not let your adornment be merrily outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Your spirit, Peter calls your spirit here, the hidden person of the heart. So your spirit is the hidden person of the heart. Remember, Paul called it in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, your inward man. So when we pray in the spirit, you are praying from this inward man. You are praying from this hidden man of the heart. That is what it means when we say we are praying in the spirit. I, I, I want us to understand, remember that the Bible says that your Spirit is the candle of the Lord. It searches all the hidden parts of the belly. So, when you pray in the spirit, it is your spirit that is praying. Not your soul. Not your mind. Your mind does not know what is happening. It is, you are engaging your spirit when you pray in the spirit. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? Praying in the spirit is praying in other tongues, in another tongue, which is the initial evidence that you have been baptized in the spirit. Every believer should pray in the spirit. Every believer should pray in the spirit. But you don't just get filled in the You are not filled with the spirit. Immediately you get born again. It's a two different thing. Remember, when Paul came in Acts of the Apostles chapter 19, Paul came to Ephesus and he asked them, since, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They are believers, but they have not received the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So that you are a believer. If you die, you will go to heaven. So you, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Remember the, the apostles. They believed in Jesus, but they needed to be filled, baptized with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus told them, you don't go anywhere. Stay at the upper room until you are filled. So to be filled is like you have a half bottle of water. So you are a Christian. You are saved. But you need, to, you need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And what proves that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, the initial proof that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit is that you speak with new tongues. We saw it in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, Verse three and four. 
And the Bible speaking in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. So if you are a believer, you are qualified to receive the baptism. It is your portion. Remember when Peter went to Colinius in Acts of the Apostles chapter 10. The Bible said in verse 44, while he was yet speaking, the Holy Ghost fell upon the people in that house and they began to speak with new tongues. Everybody was shocked, even, even Peter himself. They were like, so the Holy Spirit has been given to the Gentiles also. Why? Because they received Jesus. Immediately they were baptized. Some people, it happens to them. The day I gave my life to Jesus was the very day I got, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Some people, after some time, not that day, after some time they get filled. Remember, like we just said in, in Acts of the Apostles chapter 19, when Paul came to Ephesus, he noticed that there are some believers in Christ. But he asked them if they have been filled with the Holy Spirit. They said no. They don't know if there is anything about called the Holy Spirit. So Paul began to ask them, in whose baptism were they said, baptism of John. So John, Paul explained to them and lay hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. So there is a two different, you, have, you are a believer, but you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is so important that we do that. Okay, why do we need to pray in the Spirit? Why is it necessary? Why is it important? Why do we need to pray in the Holy Spirit? It is as important as anything. Remember last week, we said, when we are talking about relationship with the Holy Spirit, you cannot have a relationship with the Holy Spirit if you don't speak his language if you don't communicate with him. So the way we communicate, in fact, in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 says that through when we speak in the spirit, in message Bible, we have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, I want to ask us a question. What is the difference between praying in the spirit and praying with the Spirit. What is the difference between praying in the Spirit and praying with the Spirit? Is it the same thing? In fact, let's come to, I want us to come to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Can somebody read it? I hope you are here with your Bible. This is Bible study. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Come with me to 1 Corinthians. We want to look at the difference between praying in the Spirit and praying with 
the Spirit. Okay, Ephesians say praying in the Spirit. Then, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14 to 15. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and will also sing with the understanding. So we saw in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, praying in the spirit. And we saw here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14 and 15, praying with the spirit. What is the difference between the two? Anybody? What is the difference between praying in the spirit according to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, and praying with the spirit? Anybody? Okay. Praying in the spirit is not praying in tongues. Praying in the spirit is not praying in tongues. Praying in the spirit is when the Holy Spirit is praying through you by groaning. Praying in the spirit is when the Holy Spirit is praying through you by groaning. Remember Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse number 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also himself helps our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought to. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings. So praying in the Spirit is where the Holy Spirit is praying through you by groaning. Where you are not praying in the Spirit, you are groaning, you are mourning. The Bible says it is with, with an utterance that cannot, you cannot, it's not a language. It's an expression of the spirit. It's, a, it's another level of prayer. You are praying. Sometimes you pray with the spirit and you begin to pray in the spirit. Where the Holy Spirit take over now. And he is groaning. It is, the Bible says with utterance that cannot be. I like the way the King James says it. Look at the way King James says it. King James says, he makes intercession with groaning which cannot be uttered. It's not a language. It's an expression of the spirit. So, you, when you pray in the spirit, it is the Holy Spirit that is praying through you with groanings which cannot be uttered. It's a very high level of praying in the spirit. 
So praying in the spirit is spirit consciousness. When the spirit is not, is not a language, it's, it, it, it's, it's an expression of the spirit. But 27 says that God understands that expression. God understands it. It happens to us most of the time. You pray to a, a level where the Holy Spirit take over now. It's different from praying with the Spirit. Praying with the Spirit is praying in tongues. I will pray with the Spirit and I will so also pray with my understanding. So I will pray with this in tongues, then I will pray with my vernacular. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with my understanding. So that is very important for us to understand that when you pray in the spirit, there are levels. You see, for example, when you start praying in tongues, in most cases, remember in Ezekiel, where there is an ankle deep, there is a knee deep, there is a waist level, there is an ankle level, there is a knee level, there is a waist level. Sometimes you start praying in the spirit and it is your flesh that is praying. You are yearning. You are struggling. But as you persist, as you keep on praying in the spirit, you begin to move from an ankle level to a knee level to a waist level until you are lost to you are now beginning to swim. And in most cases, if you stay there for a long time, depending on what the Holy Spirit wants to communicate, you can move from praying with the Spirit and praying in the Spirit. My assignment is to let us know the importance of praying with the Spirit, of praying in tongues. Why do I need to pray in tongues? You know you're a spirit being, right? And how can you communicate with God who is a spirit? Only with your limited vernacular. Only with your limited language. Our understanding, when we pray with our understanding, we are limited. There are things we cannot express. Have you come to the sometimes where something happened? You don't know how to pray. That's what the Bible says, in fact. That many a times we don't know what we need to pray as we ought to. That is when the Holy Spirit comes. You begin to pray in the Spirit. As you begin to pray in the Spirit, you stay there, you stay there, you stay, you keep changing levels. You keep changing levels. Before you know it, things begin to change in the atmosphere. Because when we don't know what we should pray as we ought to, Romans chapter 8, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities, helps our weaknesses. You, there's a news a bad news, or there is a situation at, at your job or in anywhere you belong and you don't know what to do. You can't even express yourself. That is when you 
need to pray in the Holy Spirit. When you begin to pray in the spirit, remember, sometimes you start in the flesh. You are yawning. You are sleepy. But you stay there. As you stay there, you will change level. And it's very, very important for us to understand that the best way to have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit is to pray in the Spirit. Let's come to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'm struggling because there are so much I need to cover. But our time is not with us. But look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongues, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. In the spirit he speaks mysteries. Everything in life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. So for you to deal with life in the right way, you have to deal it spiritually. Everything in life is spiritual. Nothing happens by chance. So that is why it's very, very important for us to pray in the spirit should be our prayer, our primary way of praying. Because we are a spirit. Remember, we are not we are not a soul, we are not the body, we are we, we are spirit. We don't just have spirit. So, for you to pray effectively, sir, the best way to pray is to pray in the spirit. For example, when we come to prayers, right, we have prayer Monday to Friday. And I say, let's just pray for souls. Let's pray for souls. Father, thank you for souls. Hallelujah. Give us souls in the name of Jesus. You notice, after some time, you are tired because you don't have a lot of syllables, don't have a lot of language. Yeah? But when you begin to pray that prayer topic in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit now, like where we read, the Holy Spirit began to go to areas where your understanding will not go. The Holy Spirit begins to even call some people you don't even know that the Holy Spirit is calling. The Holy Spirit will go to your territory and begin to pray. You just, let's pray for souls. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us souls today. Let, let people be saved. We pray from um, Psalm chapter 2, verse 8. You say, ask of me, and I will give you Gentiles. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are asking you to give us the Gentiles as our inheritance, the uttermost part of the earth for our possession. We pray you remember and you know it, before you know it, you are tired. You don't have lack, you lack words. But when you begin to pray the same topic in the spirit, you will see that the Holy Spirit is going to direction. You don't know. In fact, praying in the spirit is our primary way of prayer. 
our secondary way of prayer is praying with our understanding. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I want somebody to read this one. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14 and 15. Can somebody read 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15? Well, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayers, but my understanding is unfruitful. Mm -hmm. What is what is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with understanding also. Amen. Which way did he pray first? I will pray with the spirit first before I pray with an understanding, which means praying with the spirit should be our primary way of prayer. There is something you want to pray for. You want to pray for somebody that is sick, that is not doing well health-wise. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up Brother Prince before you. Thank you for healing him. Thank you for, because by the strength of Jesus, he is healed. When you introduce that prayer with your understanding, you should dwell on that topic with your spirit. You should dwell on that topic. Because there are so many things our area, our understanding will not take us to, will not take, will not take us. It is the spirit that will take us to that level, to that place. So that is why Paul says, I pray with my, I pray with the spirit, then I pray with the understanding. I sing in the, with the spirit. I, so the primary way of prayer is praying in the spirit. It is so important. When we pray in the spirit, we cover so many ground. We cover so many territories. We go to areas that you wouldn't have gone praying with your understanding. That is why it is so important. If you are a believer in Christ and you've not been baptized with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you are cutting yourself short. I'm telling you. You cannot have a very intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit if you don't pray His language, if you don't know His language. That is why you can pray for hours, for 30 minutes, for one hour, for two hours. What will you be saying in English or in your vernacular in 30 minutes, in one hour? No, it's not possible because your language is limited. But when you pray in the spirit, ah, you stay there. You dig in. You dig in. You dig in. You, sometimes you, you don't want to. So many times, so many times, you, you see that there is, there, there is, and you pray until the Holy Spirit takes over. You begin to swim in that level. Oh, when you come out of that prayer, things changes. And remember, we are supposed to be doing this every day. Though our outward man perishes, but our inward man is renewed how many days? Day by day. And the way our, our inward man is being renewed, remember our inward man is spirit, the way our inward man is being renewed is as we engage 
in this lifestyle. This is a very powerful tool. You pray best when you pray in the spirit. You even give thanks. The best way to give God thanks is to give thanks in the spirit. That's what the Bible says also. He that giveth he that giveth thanks in the spirit doeth it well. So the best way to give God thanks is to give thanks in the spirit. Because there are so many things God did for me today. I don't even know. I'm driving. I don't know what the enemy was planning. But the Holy Spirit, angels of God, were delivering me, protecting me. So I, I didn't see them. I didn't know them. So when I'm giving thanks in the Spirit, I'm, the Holy Spirit is taking over and thanking God for those things I didn't know that happened. So that is what the Bible says, he that giveth thanks in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 14. He that giveth thanks in the spirit, doeth it well. Doeth it well. It's the best way to give thanks. When you give thanks in the spirit. Remember the Bible says that we should give thanks for all things. Remember Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20. We should give thanks to God for how many things? All things. How can you give God thanks for all things when you don't even know the things that happened? It is in the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I praise you. I magnify your name. Oh, Rabba, Shanda, Brani, Kolamiata, Zekinam, Alama, E Parabia, Tukominangra, E Tinamia. Libami atuzia blanga mifo kalada hasi ema lamitola misumenengara. You are giving thanks in the spirit. Hallelujah. This is so powerful. It changes our life when we understand this secret that God is very important for us to begin to use it. Our world is in a very dangerous hands. We have never been. The only people that will escape the terror, that can know what to do, is when you pray in the spirit. Every day, make out time. The Bible speaking in Jude chapter 20, it says, building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, know what you're doing? You are building yourself. Do you know praying in the spirit builds your immune system? Or a robot university, they found out that when you pray in the spirit, your stress level is low. When you pray in the spirit, your stress level is, is it, it's a scientific discovery. So imagine you spending time every day, 30 minutes, one hour, even five minutes, just praying in the spirit. You are driving, you are praying in the spirit. You, you do know what you're doing? You're building yourself. You're building your immune system. All the stresses around will no more, you, you, you'll be free from them. It is a, remember the Bible says that the weapon of our warfare, not carnal. Praying in the spirit is one of the weapons. It's our spiritual weapon. It's our spiritual weapon which I, I, I want us to begin to use it. 
if you have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit and you are a believer, I want you to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I want you to open your mouth. Just open your mouth and receive it. It is so powerful. It is so powerful. It is yours. And if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, be filled again. Hallelujah. When they were, fed, when they were filled in Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, in Acts of, of the Apostles chapter 4, they were filled again. Glory to Jesus. That is 